What's up, SLPs? I'm Marie, and today I'm gonna teach you what to expect in your clinical fellowship interview. Now, this doesn't just have to be for your CF interview, but I've been getting a lot of questions specifically from CFs about what to expect as they apply for that clinical fellow position. You've just graduated, you've learned so much in grad school, and then you need to figure out how to interview. Well, we've got you covered. And when I say we, I mean myself and the amazing SLPs out in the community who I even reached out to to help me gather all of this information. So before we start, thank you to all of you on the old Instagram for coming through for our community. As always, if at any point in this video you have a question, please feel free to post it in the comments. I will get back to you. I can even make another video to answer that question. What can you expect in your clinical fellowship interview? Aside from probably the nerves that go along with it, you can definitely expect to be asked about your experience in the field, why you want to pursue this career of being a speech language pathologist. And you know, you're probably gonna get the classic, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses question. Let's talk about what you can do to make sure you feel confident, empowered, and just ready to take on this interview. Because at the end of the day, you have done the work. You are here, you are worthy, and I want you to nail this. First and foremost, before you even have this answer prepared, Think about and reflect on your why. Why are you here? What connected you or what did you gravitate towards when you pursued your master's in speech language pathology? Having that really grounded understanding of yourself and your why is going to help you because your passion for this field for your future clients is going to shine through when you explain your why. When you think about your why, make sure it's just more than, you know, well, my clients or my students. What are you passionate about? For instance, I know for me, when I explain why I'm a speech language pathologist, it's because I love connection and I love seeing the connection through communication and I want my little ones to enjoy communicating and connecting with others in whatever form that is. And so as a speech language pathologist, I'm really passionate about fostering that human connection that enhances quality of life. Think on those terms, you know, what is your passion for this? And it can be even more specific. If you're passionate about the medical side of being a speech language pathologist, what is it? Are you passionate about working with specific populations, maybe trach patients or stroke patients or whatever? And why, why are you passionate? Maybe there's been something in your own upbringing or history or your family that connects you to that. And that is such a beautiful thing to share with an interview panel, because remember, on the other side of the panel are humans. You're human, they're humans, we all are humans just connecting. You're also gonna wanna be able to explain your experience. What have you done? Now, you may be saying, well, it's, I have no experience, I'm a clinical fellow. Mm -mm, that's not true. You have such great experience. You've done a lot of work in grad school, so please make sure that you're talking about different experiences you've had with different clients in your clinicals. If you did your externships in a medical setting and a school setting, talk about those experiences. Those are all valid experiences that you've had that make you the SLP you are today and who you will become. Another thing that might come up in an interview is a question about your collaboration experience. You know, how have you collaborated with other teams? How do you envision a collaboration team to be and things like that. So just think about that in terms of, you know, the importance of collaboration and what you lend to that collaborating team. 
Something you may not expect about an interview is the ability to ask questions. I remember in my interview at the very end, they said, well, do you have any questions for us? And I didn't anticipate that. And so I was trying to think off the top of my head. I, I didn't have anything good to ask. So here are some questions you can ask to help you get an idea of what to expect if you do get this job if and when you do get this job. Ask about supervision. If you don't know going in that you might have a clinical fellow supervisor, please ask. And it's nobody's fault, but sometimes that's not something that's always worked out before they have a clinical fellow interviewing. That may be something that the group of SLPs decide later. And as the clinical fellow, that can be a little bit anxiety inducing to not know who your supervisor is or to not know that you're gonna have supervision. In that interview, ask, do I have a supervisor on site? Do you have a supervisor lined up for me? When will I find out about having a supervisor? All those things. Make sure that is somewhere at the top of your question list. Remember, they're interviewing you, but you're also part of that interview panel in a sense that you're interviewing right back because you need to know about this job and this facility. Another great question, ask about productivity levels. Now, as a school-based SLP, this is not something I am super well-versed in. I do remember learning a little bit about this when I did my medical externship. So I know that this is something that more on that medical side you might run into as to, you know, having that productivity and hitting certain amounts of productivity every day or every week. I'm not super well-versed in it. What I do know is it doesn't work for me. And so if I was ever at a clinic or somewhere where they were judging things based off of productivity, levels, I might not like it. So if you're not sure if a facility uses productivity or not, and you know you like it or you know you don't, just make sure you're asking what it's like maybe what the productivity minimum is or whatever that is. Now, as a school-based SLP, a big question I will always ask is, what is the caseload cap? At what number would I get support? In my district, there is a cap of students you have on your caseload before you get support from an SLPA. So that is something to ask when you go into that clinical fellowship interview in any situation, whether it's in the medical setting, whether it's a private practice, whether it is at a school ask about what a what the caseload cap would be um, that kind of goes along with your productivity levels and then also ask about you know what kinds of support are given do you bring in more slps once the caseload gets higher do you give me a slipa once the caseload gets higher please ask that question because it needs to be on not only your radar it needs to be within the facility's knowledge that you understand these things and that you will ask when you need the help I know for me, having that support of an SLPA or being able to go to my district and say, hey, I'm getting overwhelmed and they're, you know, them having that understanding and giving the support is really huge because it does help me on the mental health side of things. It helps me stay balanced and it helps me focus on my kids that I have on my caseload in that moment versus getting stressed out over the growing numbers. Some other great questions to ask. Ask about a materials budget. Ask if you are able to order materials or given a specific budget throughout the year to order materials. Ask about CEUs. Ask, do you have a budget for professional development that I, I get to utilize? Um, sometimes those are things we don't think about. I know it wasn't on my radar, but I'm really grateful that I learned after the fact that I did have that budget, um, especially because at the beginning of my CF, I didn't even know we had a materials budget and I started ordering stuff my, on my own. The last thing that you can talk about in your interview that I didn't, and I didn't realize this was even an option, you can negotiate pay based on your experience. So you're gonna talk about your experience and then when it comes up to the pay, that's when you can really bring that home. 
When you are asked about your strengths and weaknesses, a huge tip of mine is to make sure that you think of things that are really honest and true and really promote that growth mindset of things that maybe if you have a weakness, let's say in time management, there's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I'm really eager to learn to manage my time in terms of balancing paperwork and balancing sessions, balancing life. As long as you are coming from that scope of knowing that you are a learning, growing human, there's nothing wrong with sharing those weaknesses. I know it's sometimes not something we want to talk about or think about. Just really embrace that growth mindset. And if you don't know what growth mindset is, it's where we are basically acknowledging as humans, we are always learning. If we make mistakes, we learn from them. Just that language of I don't do it yet, or I'm learning to, um, I know that I'm growing in this area or whatever it is, because you want to be that confident, amazing self that you are. Some quick tips that I've also received from other speech language pathologists across the universe are when you're talking about supervision, ask if your supervisor will be on site and make sure that they are going to be on your site at least once a week. Um, it depends on your state as far as how many direct supervision hours you need, but starting out as a clinical fellow, I know having my supervisor come to me once a week was super helpful. And so if that's um, not available, I would obviously ask and say, can we make that a possibility? Because I do feel that, you know, to train on different, you know, maybe paperwork things or clinical things that having my supervisor here would be extremely helpful and supportive for me. Another tip, if you are still in grad school and you have the opportunity to intern at a school site or in the facility that you want to have your clinical fellowship in, if you already know that, try and make that your final internship. I know for me, that's what I did. I knew what district I wanted to work in. I did get an internship in that district. That was a really great way to build rapport with the district, with the special education department to then help me in that interview because I already knew the programs. I was already aware of how IEP meetings were run in that district. And so that was a huge help just because I was familiar and I could talk to the, the people like they were my colleagues because they already were in a sense. Don't be afraid to interview at multiple sites. I did not do this. And just for the experience, I wish I would have. It's okay if you want one job, but you want to interview at other places. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. You deserve to learn what would be the best fit for you and to have those opportunities. This is a mindset tip for you. You're going to be nervous. That nervous is great, it means you're humble, but something I have learned to do in moments that make me extremely nervous is to turn those nerves into excitement. Get excited, you landed the interview, you're landing your first CF, and it is something so amazing, something to be celebrated, and so as you're walking into that interview, I highly, highly, highly recommend you think about all the reasons you're excited to be there, you think about all of the amazing things you're going to do as a speech-language pathologist. I can't wait to share more with you. Again, if you have questions, comments, concerns, pop them in the comments. I will get back to you. As always, say thanks more. See you next time.